right. Um, transfer. Saturday, April the 6th, year 2013. We'll call this bonus three. Those in a row. Wow. I mean, not in the same day. Uh-huh. But over time, I would I would go and say, okay, I can listen to a show now, and, and I would pick Gary Craig. Not too smart when all of this other stuff is around, you know. No, no you make just want an open mood. We all yeah. we all get in moods. Yeah. Was that was that William Garden who played uh-huh. Gary Craig? Yeah, that's right. He lost his work as an actor. Do you remember why? No, I do not. He had throat cancer Ooh. and had his larynx removed. So well, he had. One, I knew some, one of them did. And I couldn't remember which one it was. And, yeah. William Garden. Wow. And uh, gosh, and he. He managed for a very long time. Yes. And, and, you know, you get something like that, and you just wait for somebody to show up, and then it's appeared somewhere else in the body. But he did very well, and he wound up being a spokesperson for the American Cancer Society. He would go out and and speak. He learned what they call esophageal speech. Right. Where you know you bring air up, you you swallow air and bring it back up, and manage to mouth some words. It's very it's a difficult technique, and they've got some mm, quite sophisticated equipment now to help people who have lost their their voice boxes. Sure. But it just never goes back to a wow. normal voice by any wow. means. So, so he would go out and do programs for the American Cancer Society. What a tragedy! And of course, he was a heavy smoker. Sure. Sure. Uh, hard to get. Cancer. I mean, you can get lung cancer a lot easier with secondhand smoke than you can any other kind of cancer. You know, like like that would be associated with a smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, cancer of the throat is not something that you would find from secondhand smoke. It's lung cancer that you would do that. But wow. he was a smoker, and he he trashed his his throat. Right. So, okay, that leaves one question, just one. The Prez? The Prez. All right. How many presidents served in the Civil War? Well, I wonder how how they're defining that. I guess it's soldiers, I guess. Yes, that they were um, actually. Well, I'm I'm going to eliminate Abraham Lincoln. Yes, yeah, right, I was wondering yeah. about Abraham Lincoln and, and right. Andrew Johnson. Was, of course, commander in chief. Yeah. And um. And I guess I eliminate Andrew Johnson that way. Well, Grant for sure. Um. I don't remember if Grover Cleveland or McKinley and Roosevelt were too young. Um, Rutherford B. Hayes, I think, was, and Benjamin Harrison was, I think. So I'm going to say three. Could be four, but I think it's three. Well, you got three of them, but there were a total of eight plus Lincoln. Wow. And they were actually physically in, in a, um, a, a uniform uh-huh. in the war. Uh-huh. And I don't know how many of them you know, wound up rifle to rifle, but right. they were 
they actually served in the war as as uh, soldiers wow. of one type or another. Millard Fillmore, oh, Andrew Junk, now, Andrew. See, now interesting that Millard Fillmore served after he was president. Interesting. When what years um, were Millard? Oh, he was the he was a thirteenth uh, president. And so that would have been uh, 1842 or so, 1844. So you're looking at almost 16 years before the Civil War broke out. Mm, Civil War. Well, you know everything on the Internet is true. Yep. You understand that, right? Let's see. It's history, Miller-Fillmore during the Civil War. Um, don't go away. Don't go away. Uh-huh. I'm trying to find the site where I yanked all of this stuff. Hmm. 13th president. Don't go away. Um. Um. Um, um, you're so patient. Thank you. I love being with you. When you love being with somebody, you don't mind. It's just time. After his presidency, he joined the Know Nothing movement throughout the Civil War. Mm. He opposed Lincoln and Reconstruction, historical, university. Um... What is the Know Nothing Movement? Have you ever heard of that? I don't remember it. I might have read it, but it doesn't stick in my memory bank. Huh. You know, well, I wasn't... Look at, con- you look with, at, let, me, let me see what it, it is. If you look at back in, in 1856, 1860, there was a bunch of different parties going on. Political party characterized... Oh, my goodness. Hello there, you're on air. Well, good morning. Hi, Dan. Well, hi there. So How where, are you? We're at the Know Nothing Party. The Know Nothing Party? Yep. Oh, gosh. Um, $100, $100 million riding on this, Dan. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't expected that question. I know. Uh, that's, why, that's why, I mean, you're going to go for the, you're going to, you can play double or nothing. Up to you. Yeah, yeah. The Know Nothing Party was, uh, I believe it was a third party response to uh, the Republican Party, I believe. And I'm trying to remember everything about the Know Nothing Party. And what? Yep, yep. Okay. What president was associated with it? You know, I'm thinking Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Well, try again. Try again. Try again. Know Nothing Party. I don't know. Um, <laughs> You're doing good, though, I'll tell Dan. you what, I've, I have information about the Know Nothing Party, and, and when I say Know Nothing, it's K-N-O-W. No. We know nothing. Uh-huh. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a quickie description or definition of the Know Nothing Party, and then you can work backward from there. Okay. How's that? Okay. Yeah. okay. A, a political movement by the nativist American political faction, meaning people who were born here, um, political faction of the 1850s characterized by political xenophobia, anti-Catholic sentiment. Huh. 
It was empowered by popular fears that the country was being overwhelmed by German and Irish Catholic immigrants who were often regarded as hostile to Republican values and controlled by the Pope in Rome. Mainly active from 1854 to 1856, it strove to curb immigration and naturalization, but met with little success. Membership was limited to Protestant, to, membership was limited to Protestant males, and there were, there were a few prominent leaders. That's all I'm going to tell you. Who was associated? It was like in 1855, uh, uh, attack against Catholics. Um, and what, was it Johnson who was associated with the No Nothing Party? Before. Nope. Before Johnson. Before that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were the former president of the United States at that time. Former president of the United yeah. States. No Nothing. Was he it left, Fillmore? He left the, it was Millard Fillmore. Fillmore. And I'm not going to count him, Walden. I mean, he was active during the Civil War, but this stinks. Well, no, well, wait a minute. Well, I mean, to count Lincoln, if to count Lincoln, what we're looking at, Dan, I don't know if you heard the question, there were eight, mm-hmm. eight presidents that served during the Civil War, and I guess they're counting Lincoln here. They, they actually served in the Civil War. Right, so they're saying Leonard Fillmore, Lincoln, I, I'm assuming they're counting Johnson, right? Well, we, mm-hmm. we, we eliminated Lincoln. Yeah. Um, oh, see, American Civil War. He he was in the Civil War. Huh. Um, Doctor of Civil Law, Millard Fillmore during the Civil War. Huh. Okay, anything. It, it looks like I'm, I'm, I'll go back and look for another site, but it looks like he was actually in Combat. the Civil War. I'm sorry, keep going. Who are some of the others? Can you, you have that part of the list handy? Sure. Uh, it, I had Fillmore, Andrew Johnson. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. Rutherford Behave. Right. Garfield. Garfield, okay. Chester A. Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Benjamin Harrison. Yeah. And William McKinley. So when I knew Roosevelt was too young, so that's so pretty much every... Person up to that point. That's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's for Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland didn't do it. Grover Cleveland didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, really, he had. I mean, there were a lot of presidents that had a lot of military service. Right. These are the ones who had military service included. I mean, some of them were just all over the place sure. in in the their military experiences. Yeah. And Grover Cleveland was zero. Mm-hmm. Zippo. So, how are you doing while I'm looking for this? I'm doing fine. I just woke up and I saw what time it was. I thought, oh, I better call. <laughs> did you go to well, bed? Did gosh, you go to bed I'm early? I'm really glad you did. Yeah. So, what's new? What? 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 What did I miss tonight? Everything. Phone call after Everything. phone call after phone call. With, with Where my... did you leave? Were you listening to us earlier? Well, listen, I'm trying to remember what I last remembered hearing. Um, oh, I did hear... Um, you probably heard the, from, the music. Who's in Hawaii, Ken? Ron. Ron, Ron. Ron, yeah. Ron. I, I heard him briefly. Well, I, I was listening for an opening, and it's like, oh, I just drifted off from there. 
Because you were getting back to back phone calls. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Five and five and a half straight hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but um, no, I just woke up and I thought, oh, I'll call in while they're still here because many days you're not here this late. (laughs) Right. We are. Well, many days. We're always here at five o'clock. Yeah, I can't remember the not, last time. You're not. You're not. I remember waking up and saying, you know, you, you're into, uh, you're playing Fibber McGee and Molly. Or, yeah, or something. Ah, uh, you're right. Yep. We're you're right. But we're idea. still hanging around just because Fibber's on there, you know? I know, but still, you know. You're right. You're right. Physically, our sweet little voices are not here. Yes, that's right. And, and. I never know if it's um, if it's you playing the program or if it's back to uh, the regular schedule. You know the uh, information. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, you know, at four in the morning, I'm not comprehending quite correctly. So. You're not. Well, we're awake, so you should be awake. Well, I don't know. It's it, it's. The brain's not working quite right yet, so no coffee. Ah, uh, so. I need that. I think I think that's overrated stuff anyway. Well, I don't know. You know? I don't know. I'm on. I'm on his side. <laughs> you mean you need coffee to get awake? Huh? I I, I don't drink coffee. I need a nice. Uh, mm, I need yeah, you don't drink nice, hot stuff. Uh, yeah, I didn't think or, so. Or Coke or something like that. So. Yeah. I don't drink coffee. I, I I like to smell coffee. I probably need to learn how to drink coffee. But I don't like coffee. So, hey, did you know it was National Caramel Day this week? Well, I bet we would have if I had gotten to the calendar, but we never got to the calendar. <laughs> so that's yes, I do remember that. You're right. You're right, and it is. What's a caramel, Patricia? It's the stuff that's not chocolate. So what's Tushiro? It's the stuff that's chocolate. Oh. Okay. It says um, on the 7th, it's Caramel Popcorn Day. Hey, that sounds fun. That's today. It's Sunday. Are you going to make oh. some? What? Caramel popcorn. No. You're not going to celebrate the day with a bag of caramel popcorn? Oh, man, I don't want to mess up my popcorn with goo. What do you think Cracker Jack is? I don't eat that either. Well, you're not going to be game You think she's a picky eater? I'm not a picky eater. Honestly, isn't that odd? I'm really not a picky eater. It's just that you all ask the right questions. How or the you, wrong ones. How, how, do you, sure. how do you define not a picky eater? Well, someone who sits down at the table and says, oh, gosh, this looks great. No matter which table you sit down at, it's not necessarily a picky eater. There are just some foods that you guys are trying to make me eat, and I don't want like lumps in my food. Well, I see. She doesn't like pancakes. No. She doesn't like marshmallows. Roasted marshmallows. And she doesn't like caramel popcorn. Right. Hmm. And lime beans. 
and Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I'll eat lima beans. That's five. Don't make me That's five Please don't make me. Oh, Walden, I'm going to serve you every kind of fish in the world. <laughs> you were talking about things your mother told you to say. Did your mom tell you stuff? The table and you say please and thank you. Oh, 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 well, you're going to have to say that because Walden made us put it for next week. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But the please and thank you, you are so right. Nobody says please, nobody says thank you. They'll say stuff like, no problem. Well, you know, well, you know. You know, that, all I asked for was a fork. You no know, problem. You know, in my family, I can get, guarantee you, we don't get away with that kind of stuff around here. Mm-mm. Not in this household. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. What did your mom or your grandmother tell you that sounds really stupid today? Oh, now, don't go there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they warned you about um, clean your ears or potatoes will grow. That was Gary. And um, don't swallow watermelon seeds because you'll a watermelon will grow in your stomach, that kind of stuff. Okay. Here's one I bet no one's mentioned. Uh, if your nose itches, that means company's coming. If your nose itches? Wow. Yes. You've never heard of that? No. I've not. If, you're, if your palm itches, you're going to get money, but I never heard about okay. the nose. Yeah, I've heard. I, I mean... I heard the one about, you know, if your palm itches, yeah, but uh-huh. if you know it just that means company's coming. All right. I like that one. There's, there's also company coming when you drop utensils. I think it's the spoon. If you drop a spoon, you're going to have company. Does that sound right? I've never heard of that, but that doesn't mean that it's not true. Do you play the spoons? Does anybody play the spoons? Do you play know. the spoons? No. Dan? No, I can't say I've played spoons before, no. Do you play an instrument? The radio. Oh, You man. and Walden are hanging out together, aren't you? <laughs> I feel it in my bones. In your I bone. know this is happening. In your bone, you know it's right. I can't remember. What's an instrument? <laughs> what, I mean, what more do you want? I want piano or saxophone, something you might have taken up in school. My brother took up the saxophone for a few weeks. He'd go out weeks. in the backyard and he played the saxophone <laughs> under the big uh, maple tree. And the cattle came up, bawling, going on, didn't know what to think. Are you, are you pulling my leg on this? I'm telling you the, the truth on that. Is it the truth? Okay. Because I never tell, I, you know, you guys, I just sit here and answer Walden's questions, and then it goes, boink. <laughs> He's got me again. He's just giving me a hard time, and I'm so sweet and innocent, and I answer these questions, Walden, and I'm so adorable, too. Yes, honey bunny, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm a honey bunny. Well, Ralph says you're a honey bunny. I think that's a new, you're the adorable honey bunny. I'm the adorable honey bunny. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. I don't mind being adorable. I don't know about an adorable honey bunny. What do you think, Dan? Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, ma'am. We, we have some <laughs> nominations here. Uh, we, we have 
Um, we're, we're trying to give Walden a metaphoric animal. Uh-huh. So two people voted for Ferret. One of them is me. He's got one vote for a cat, one vote for a squirrel, and one vote for an owl. What do you think Walden is in nature terms? Well, that's a good question. Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm really trying to think what he could be in nature terms. We thought Ferret because he's... Uh, you know, you know, there's always the dreaded wombat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could do that. We we thought ferret would fit because a ferret is so mischievous and gets into everything. No, you're saying he's mis- mischievous. Mischievous? Well, he sure he sure was tonight. Well. Me a hard time uh, I'm an honest sort of guy. I'm an Eagle Scout, and they're calling me a ferret. What can I say? Hey. I know. That, 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 um, With, you can't call an Eagle Scout a ferret. That's right. That's can right. can no. you call him a cat? <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking more like wise old owl or something like that. You know? Okay, well, then we have uh, two votes for an owl. Ralph, Ralph made him an owl. I have never guessed that in a million years that I would be considered an owl. Neither would I. It's <laughs> <laughs> my turn to give Walden a hard time. I, th- I think Ferret works really well. Now, what do you think Patricia is, Dan? Oh, heavens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's hard to cut off my... Um, Supply of uh, programs, aren't you? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, oh. I, I, I know. I know when Patricia and I we did our rehearsal this week, this was not one of the topics that we were planning to cover tonight. Oh, tell people we don't do rehearsals. We didn't <laughs> even get to talk this week at all. I know. It's been a, it's been a busy week. I'll never see the Pony Express again at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, you will. You've got good what, stuff in your envelope. What, what's wrong with Honey Bunny? Well, that's well, Ralph, that's Ralph named, named her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that could... Yeah, I think it fits. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm all grown up. Maybe a honey rabbit. Sure, <laughs> why not? A honey oh, rabbit? honey rabbit doesn't sound no, that yeah. doesn't sound right either. Honey bunny, huh? Okay, <laughs> three honey bunnies. <laughs> what else? Oh, and and a mama guide dog and a cat. Did I get to be a cat? No. Mama. Oh, a bear. Yeah, a mama bear. Oh, I did hear mama bear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I've got these motherly instincts, and I don't have any kids. My 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 baby eagles are gone. Oh, are they really? Um, they were not in the nest 
for, oh gosh, a week. Mm-hmm. Except for, a, I, I caught them, today is Saturday, probably Wednesday. I caught them on Wednesday at, oh, maybe 6 or 7 o'clock at night. And the two of them, the two young ones, were in the nest kind of side by side. And I think they were waiting for food because they were kind of nuzzling at each other's beaks looking for food. Um, so that concerns me because I don't think they know how to hunt yet. And then the next day they weren't there, and the next day they weren't there. And that, um, well, I guess, when did I, one, two, three. That was the last time I saw them, I guess. And it's been empty nest, and then yesterday and today the cam has been down. They, it's not on the air anymore. So I'm guessing that my babies have flown and migrated. Now, now, were you sure the cam was working up past Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, it, it was a still image, or was it? Uh... No, it no, it, it was the actual cam. Uh, you can see the the leaves and the backgrounds changing, so it was definitely working. And now there's just uh, kind of a still image in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just pulling it up now. Share stream. Yeah, it says it's off air, so they've shut down the cam now. So I'm guessing the Eagle family has just gone to wherever they go to their summer house. Probably so. Now, you said that was in Tampa? I don't know. Oh, the, the, um, the cam, the nest, are you asking? Yeah. yeah. No, the nest, the nest was just a couple of miles from me. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's plenty warm wherever, I mean, down there, I'm sure. What's your weather been like? Has it been into the low? Has it been a low of fifty and up into what eighty? No, it's actually in the sixties at night. It's been in the sixties and uh, in the eighties during the day. Well, it was supposed to be eighty. I don't think it reached eighty today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, meaning Saturday. Mm-hmm. They're calling for eighty here this week. Oh really? I'll tell you what, you poor guys. You just bounce around. Oh my goodness! Oh, it's like dandelion fluff. We do. We we. I mean, they're saying uh, lows in the fifties and the highs in the seventies and eighties this week. So we're right in the spring right now. Wow. Are you going to get any more? Well, well, let me rephrase that. Are there times when you get more winter weather at this time of the year? I mean, we've had snow all the way up to the first of May. I mean, not. I mean, flurries. You know, we don't have mm. measurable but snow. Yeah. I think the last. I think well, the, the last. The first frost-free day will be like about about May seventeenth. So we could <laughs> have frost up until then. Yeah. Oh my. You, I, I'm just amazed at how much bouncing around your weather does. I mean, it's like dandelion fluff. You blow and you never know where it's going to go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But that's what we have. Mm-hmm. So what kind of a week did you have? Oh, gosh, it's been busy. Um, you ever put a sign up, don't bother me? <laughs> next, next window, please. <laughs> you, you are the next window. Yeah. Would you believe the two-week 
period for finals begins uh, two weeks from Monday. Wow. Boy, that went fast. Yep. Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's exactly what my uh, boss told me. We were, uh, I saw him Friday, and of course, you know, during finals, I worked, <laughs> I worked quite a bit extra. Mm -hmm. usually, usually I work, you know, like, you know, huge amounts of time till like 2 o'clock in the morning, and, mm -hmm. and um, I was saying, you know, do you want me to work, you know, basically the same schedule that I've worked in the past, and he was saying, I can't believe the semester's over, you know, where did it go? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I said, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's here, and I kind of need to know if anything's changed, and, you know. Year. Oh, we were having a we we had a concert at uh, school tonight. We had a Philip Philip, the um, American Idol winner from 2011, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, boy, they were setting up a huge stage right there in front of the library tonight and last night too. Um, of course, Louisville won the uh, the um, ball game against uh, Wichita State, so Louisville will be playing, I believe, Michigan in the, in the finals. AA finals. That's right. We're, we're all excited about that. Me too. So, you are? Yeah. I bet you yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, I can't contain myself. Watch. Yeah. But did you see the poor fellow from Louisville who fell and broke his leg? Kevin Ware. I heard that it was coming up on the news and I changed the channel. They talked about how awful it was and I just couldn't look. Well, I can understand that because, uh, I mean, it was a huge, you know, a very nasty break. But, uh, yeah, well, he, he said it, his shin bone, they said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a shy fellow, but he's really uh, taking this national media attention. He was... Um, one of Dave Letterman's top ten um, guests this week. He uh, gave the top ten, I think, on Wednesday, possibly. But um, yeah, he's really uh, he's really uh, come out of his shell, and uh, the kids are doing well. And uh, oh, and Patino's going to be elected into the uh, into the Hall of Fame. Yep, I was hearing there was a possibility. I didn't know if he got voted, but I heard in the morning that the possibility he was going to be elected. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the final the, the final results come out Monday, but right. we've heard so many reports up here. It, it must be a, a certain thing. So, but uh, I think he's one of three. He's one of. I'm not sure how many other coaches have, but he's taken three different teams to the to the finals. And and then there was the coach who got booted. What coach got booted? Oh, there, and then there was the Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers coach, coach who got yeah. booted. Oh, yes, that was the Rutgers yeah. coach. Just in case you thought I wasn't paying attention, and now they're now they're calling for the president's resignation because um, from yeah, the, the news the, reports, uh, it was like the um, Jerry Sandowski thing where yeah. everybody knew and nobody was doing. Right. The, yeah. the AD. The ADs. Uh, resign. He's walking away with $1.2 million. What a shame. amazing people walk away from a job I know. and they I know. get millions of dollars? 
I'd love to have a job like that. America is a wonderful place where you can quit, where you can get fired and walk away with 20 million bucks. It's obscene. It is just obscene. How did we get into this condition? Now, was he just verbally uh, abusing the He was actually grabbing the players by the neck and throwing, a ball, he was throwing balls at them. Throwing balls at their heads and a couple of other places. He grabbed a few of them. He was physical. He pushed one kid. I'm just called them horrid names. And um, it, it was pretty bad. But there was physical contact as mm -hmm. well. He was, and it, it wasn't a tap on the shoulder. He, he was really doing some physical stuff. So, um, and it would have kept going except somebody took some film. Well, it was someone with a camera phone, from what I understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it was one of the uh, one of the assistant coaches or some who was a former NBA player that turned right. him in. Right, and I think he's a the he's a, a former assistant coach. Right, he I was. think he left. Right, right. I don't know if he got fired. He got fired, didn't he? I don't remember. All, I haven't read the, his, the total background on that part of the yeah. story. Yeah. Well, I hear that he was. Um, Pulling up the whistleblower um, law or something about that. I think he, I think that's why I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he was pulling up the whistleblower uh, law or whatever in, in that's in New Jersey. I heard that Chris Christie was not happy about the uh, whole incident. No, he's been uh, on once once the media hit it front, he's been running ahead. Yeah. I get most of my news off the radio, so I, um, I had heard these things, but I hadn't really had a chance to sit down and view anything, like yeah. a clip or anything. I don't know. We just, and of course, every generation has said the same thing. How did we get here? Yeah. But I want to know, how did we get here? We don't say please and thank you. That's part of the problem. That's right. Right. Please and thank you shows respect for another person, and we've lost that. So well, I maybe think we, maybe it's a hot topic next I, week. I think we've run into seen this being especially in college basketball some hot tempered coaches. You know, don't forget Billy Knight. Oh my gosh! I, you know, he, he was throwing chairs. Yeah, yeah. just awful. You know. Just awful. <laughs> you know. And you know, I, I I was in Bloomington at that time. I I was having. I was taking classes up there, and you uh -huh. walk by the gym up there, and you'd hear him ranting and raving. I never could respect the fellow after I went up there and heard, you know, all the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the goings on uh -huh. thing, and and you know, other people. Oh, he's such a wonderful coach, and you know, it's like, oh yes, but and and <clears throat> I think at least. I think Patino and, and I know Coach Brum and I think Joe Hall in Kentucky, um, they at least respected their players. Um, I know Denny Crum, you know, always, you know, he came out of Southern California. Yeah, he had a lot of respect for John Wood. Yeah, well, he was one of John Wood's main assistant, yeah. Yeah, and I can't believe Wooden, you no. know, would have ever treated Wooden him. Wooden would have never done that, you know. Um, you know, if you can't have respect for another person, then, you know, that just 
what what can you respect? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how people can be motivated with a shout or a screamer. I don't know either. I mean, um, you know, Larry Bird went to he went to IU to play for uh, Bob Knight, and he, you know, didn't deal with that screaming. He left and went to another school. So. Yeah, there are some people who are strong enough to do that. I think sometimes we wind up looking at people who spent parts of their lives trying to avoid that kind of abuse, thinking if they did exactly what was being told or yelled at them, that everything would be fine and they wouldn't be punished, that kind of stuff. And I wonder if some of these players have carried that kind of attitude or, or imprint into college life. What do you think? I think if you're around negative people, you just kind of have to, you know, put up a shield around these people. And it's like, I've dealt with negative people like that in the past, and it's like, why even bother? Yeah. You yeah. that, and, and then all it does is, you know, it isolates you, and, and, um, you're better off just getting away from them. I agree. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I I think people try harder for if they, if they know somebody cares. Yeah. I, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Some, when somebody can say, "You did a good job." Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What a motivator. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or good game. Or good job. Two good words. Job. Now, thank you. How about that? Yeah. I don't know. And Dan, wonder, how did we get here? Wonder, how do these people who are so... Some people can't praise other people. No. And yet these people stay in in, in positions of authority for years. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me wonder, you know, how do they stay in power like that? Because, uh, you know... I, because the team wins. I guess so. I guess. As long as the team wins... People can do whatever they want. And I know some. I know some workers who have stayed in that position, and they're just miserable, completely and utterly miserable. And um, you know, I just uh, you know, I, I know of an instance, and I left that place, and uh, the people there are still miserable. And it's like, hey, folks. You can get away from it if you wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think our culture, corporations, or sporting culture, uh, it starts from top down. Yeah. And I think if you got a positive atmosphere from the top, it helps filter it downward. And when it's when it totally negative, it filters yeah. down. I guess. That, that is the one trickle down that is a sure thing. You know, it just does. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I agree. Oh, I agree. What's on the agenda for next week? For next week, our show next week? Yeah, for your show next week. For my Friday show, our Saturday show. Our Saturday show, your Friday show? My Friday show, I don't know. I know what we recorded. I don't know what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. So I can tell you... stuff there you haven't touched, right? Which Say one? that again, please. Which one she hasn't the, done yet. The stuff there. Mm-hmm. 
What, what's on the agenda for next Saturday? Well, we're going to talk about courtesy and niceties that we don't get anymore <laughs> and stuff like that there. No interview okay. not that I know of. No interviews. Wow. Well, Patricia, not, and not that I know of. I'm going to be contacting Claire Schultz this week, who did a book on The Great Gildersleeve. He's also the one who did the book with the episode log, uh, actually episodes, descriptions, dates, players, and what have you, for Fibber McGee and Molly. And he hopped over to the great Gildersleeve, which kind of surprised me because he was so deeply in love with Fibber McGee and Molly, but he did a wonderful job on this as well. I want to finish the the um, narrative part of the book and then contact him and let him know what questions I would like to ask and see if he'll join us either next week or the week after. Well, that sounds like fun. That, so, I mean... You you were surprised that he did a spinoff. I mean, a book about the spinoff. I, I I was I shouldn't be. If he were going to do a second book, I can understand why it was Gildersleeve because, of course, it was a spinoff from Fibber McGee and Molly. I think I was surprised that he did another book. Mm -hmm. Another book about shows. He's got yeah. the, the he has a book. Oh gosh, help me with the title, Walden. On the on the air, on the air, on the screen, and on my mind. On the screen and on my mind. Does that tell you what's in the book? That was a question no. for Dan. I, well, I mean, somewhat. I mean, on the air, on the screen, and on my mind. On my mind. Well, you know, well, my question is: I know there were Fibber, McGee, and Molly movies. Now, was there any uh, Great Gildersleeve movies? Yes, quite a few, mm -hmm. actually. Oh, really? I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that would explain the uh, on the screen. Well, what he, the, the, the book is actually a compilation of articles that he did about radio shows and primarily about actors and actresses. And I, actually, I, I guess it was prim yeah, it was. It was primarily actors and actresses. Um, he's got Phil Harris and Alice Faye in there, Tallulah Bankhead, um, about 30, probably Jim and Marion Jordan, I can't recall. It's about 30 different profiles. Yeah, and Vincent Price and Boris Karloff. And it, it's, as I say, it's a compilation of articles that he had written over time and put together almost in an anthology. But the, the title is, for me, very confusing. And, uh, you know, the, the material is very well written. He's, he's just done some marvelous research in it. So that was the book that came after Fibber McGee and Molly. And I just, I, my, this is silly. I mean, of course he knows what he loves and what he doesn't love. But if I learned that he was writing another book, I would have put it in that category where he was writing about um, particular actors or um, a series of articles about different shows. But to pick um, The Great Gildersleeve surprised me. Did it surprise you, Walden? Well, the only reason why it would not surprise me because it was sort of spit off off the filming and Molly yeah. show. Yeah. That, that, that would have made sense to me. Makes sense to me, too. Well, he does have his other favorite book in the works. 
that he's going to be expanding. So once that's mm-hmm. done, we'll we'll get him on the air about that too. Yeah, yeah, he's a fun person, mm-hmm. but very particular about making sure he knows what the questions are <laughs> and go back and forth. I I mean truly, I think the the first time we had an interview with Mr. Schultz. Yeah. I think, and this is serious, I think I spent more time in exchanging emails with him than we actually did on the interview. He, he, well, he was prepping, and then he also listened to our show, because that was the day when we did a 17-hour marathon to ce- celebrate the 75th birthday party of Fibber McGee and Molly, and he was listening really? to the show, uh, no. which was April 16, mm-hmm. 2000 and. Ten is when we did that. Wow, three years ago. Yeah. Yep. That should be in a podcast. It should be. It should be. It should be. We should be. There's a lot of our stuff being transferred, though. I know Underscore Bill has a lot of it, and other. So we're we're out there. We're captured. We just haven't been released to the public. Yeah, I, I want a transcription of what happened tonight so I can go back and read what you all did. Well, see, I think there, there, are, there are places that record us, so I can find. I guess we can find out where. Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. I could listen to that this week. There you go. In very small doses. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I half, guess I would take us in small doses too. A half hour, a forty. Let's see. An hour a day, you would you would miss us because an hour a day would be with one Patricia until again next Saturday night. Work out time would be pretty good. It would. It would for fact. So, mm-hmm. well, I think I will let you go so someone else might call in. We're going to have to be very fast because we're going to a show in one minute. Two minutes. What now? Oh, you're going to the show. What, what's coming up on the, the uh, recorded show? Well, the show is... Um, gee, I didn't even write that down. Oh, yes, I did. May 18, 1942. Yeah, and the name of it is Baseball Cologne. Let's see. <laughs> Don't go away. Don't go away. Fibber Show. There we go. Um, baseball Cologne. Well, that sounds timely. Yep, Fibber has decided he's going to make a cologne that makes people think of baseball, and it smells of baseball. And I thought that was a really nice show to pick because, drum roll, Major League Baseball season started on March 31st. Now, would you like to know that it was a Sunday night game between the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros? And how much did you watch of it? None. But you knew. Zero. <laughs> but you knew. Well, I looked it up. Oh, I don't oh. know who won, though. Who won? Houston. Okay. That's good. So and where we, did they play? They played in the state of Texas. I know that. Did they play at Rangers? At the Rangers or at the Astros? Astros. Stadium. Yeah, I think it was Astros. <gasps> Home team won. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay, and what was the score? Don't recall. 
but I think it was like eight two or something like that. So there, there was no question. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like a cliffhanger. And, and, and Houston is supposed to be one of the worst teams of the of all baseball this year, but they won the first game. see pictures and even film strips of the guys crashing into each other in the outfield three of them coming right at each other say all of them screaming i got it i got it i got it and nobody's looking they're all looking up and they wound up on the ground of course um but when they finally won a game one of the new york papers ran a full headline full head a full page headline mets win one in a row and I thought that was so great. You know, the, the home apparently the the hometown really loved them, even though they were such mess ups. They really loved them. They were just a very well loved team, and that's what the headline read: "Mets win one in a row." That was good. Can you tell me where they make most of the bats for Major League Baseball? Louisville. Thank you very much. The Louisville Slugger. That's right. I, just I knew that. I remember that. I knew that. Yes. Are you impressed? I am impressed. I wonder how much one of those professional baseball bats cost, you know, that the major league players swing. I bet those are each $100 items that come out of Louisville. Go well, they, they go through it. I mean, it's really an involved. What, yeah? You can buy one. Go on, you know, to the Louisville website uh-huh. and, and order one. Have it sent right to your door. Wow. Is oh, that the same the same caliber as the major league equipment? I believe so. I mean, you can go on there and have a baseball bat made, and I don't see how it would be any different than what you would get, you know, if you were playing in the major leagues. Uh huh. I, I think you can go on there and, like, have a bat made like, you know, what Babe Ruth used. They have their, the uh, the specs or, you know, the, uh, you know, specs. Uh, he, he swung one of the biggest bats of all time. You remember the nickname of his baseball bat? Oh. And it was a big piece of lumber. Yeah. I, I don't remember. Think of a same same thing as used for a racehorse. Or a famous horse famous horse in a movie. Famous horse in a movie or book. Famous horse in a name uh, in a book. Hmm. Mm. And oh, no. the black beauty. Oh, the Black Beauty. Hmm. That was the name of his bat. Where did, where, where did the wood come in here? I don't know if it was the color dark. No, dark. I, I thought I'm, I'm doing two things at the same time, and uh-huh. I should never do that. I was listening to you, and I thought I heard you talk about wood well, when, he, you, would give, yeah, when he, you were giving Dan some hints. Right, that, uh, well, the biggest bat... And then I try to go for racehorses. And I try to get them to think about famous names of racehorses. Or a horse in the books and movies. The Black Beauty. Okay. 
All right. Well, I've got a couple of major league baseballs, Louisville Slugger, uh, mm-hmm. baseball bats, rather. And these are major league. They run from 100 to $130. So that, that would be about right, huh? And those guys are going through at least a case or so a season, so they're, you know, they're biking them pretty good. And that's... But they're using a new uh, type of wood. I, I mean, they're still using ash, but it's mm-hmm. supposed to be a harder ash. Well, what I'm looking at, uh, the really light ones are the ash ones, I guess. And I am looking, and let me see this. Darker wood. Hold on. Let me see what comes up here. Wood baseball bats. Louisville Slugger. Am I pronouncing this correctly? Louisville? Yes. Okay. Oh, we can get different types of wood. Hold on. Oh, Ash is the only one that's available. And um, flame-treated. Oh, that's why it looks darker. Flame-treated. The model is the Buster Posey. Is there such a person uh-huh. who he, ever lived named Buster Posey? Yeah, he's the famous catcher for the San Diego Giants who was the MVP and helped lead the Giants to the World Series this year. This year? Yeah. Um, and they named a bat after uh-huh. him? Uh-huh, yeah, he was... A year ago, he 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 was injured when they slid home and broke his leg, and uh, the season 2011, 2012 came back, and he's a great hitting catcher for the Giants and took him to the World Series. He's taken him to the World Series two out of the last three years. Well, we have the Buster Posey. I just clicked on the drop-down box. Buster, these are the different models that they have. Buster Posey, Curtis Granderson. Right. Derek Jeter. Yep. Evan Longoria. Yep. Am I pronouncing yep. his name you correctly? He's Tampa Bay. Okay. Joey Votto. Yep. Cincinnati. And Josh Hamilton. Angels. So those are our bat models. Uh-huh. Flame treated, whatever that is. And, uh, okay, let's see. Major League Baseball grade wood, medium barrel, Offers incredible sweet spot without sacrificing durability. Long posy. I know you've never said that before. What? With an incredible sweet spot? (laughs) (laughs) Do I know what a sweet spot is? I think you do. And you know how you know how you prepare a bat, don't you? I know. I know. Oh yeah, yeah. You have to rub grit on Uh it. Uh huh. And also, we'll take a bottle and, and, and rub it up and down to try to, you know, firm it back up. Say that one again. You take like a Coke bottle or something, and yeah. you rub it against a bat. It helps sort of compact the water a little bit. Oh, 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 ooh. Yeah. Oh, what a thought. What a thought. Yeah, because ash is not a particularly hard wood. No. No, it's not like oak. So they do split, but I know what the sweet spot is. There's also a sweet spot on a tennis racket that is dead center, and you can hear it pop. When you hear this pop, Pop. you know it hits absolutely dead center sweet spot. We're going to make you a sports correspondent after all. (laughs) Oh, I think think she's really... 
you know, I mean, my he, my correspondence is nobody's home. You know, she she covers golf. She can she can give us the history of golf courses and stuff like that. There, she she's very versatile. She's doing very well. With I know. She's a remarkable honey buddy. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, somebody somebody who knows what a um a bunker is. Yeah. Do you know what a pothole Do you know do you know what pothole hmm? eating uh bourbon balls. And bourbon balls, yeah, I want bourbon balls. I I will be the the color commentator for a box of bourbon balls. I work cheap. <laughs> okay, do you know what pothole bunkers are? Nope. I never heard of it. Dan? Me either. No, I, I know what a pothole is, but I don't know what a pothole bunker is. Well, they started um, in Lakehurst with the, um, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty hot golf course up there. And that was where they were first designed. And Tom Fazio is pretty hot on pothole bunker designs. They actually look like a series of potholes. They're, they're just big, round holes filled with sand, and they are in a series. So it's like hole, hole, you know, pothole, pothole, pothole. And so would that, you, you say, when, I talk, when I talk about the, um, the sand trap, would that be in that, in that part of the course? Yeah, well, the, the pothole bunkers are, are pothole-shaped sand traps. Wow, okay. Which... Apparently, the professionals don't use. They prefer bunker. Okay. I think sand trap is a, the perfect description for it. <laughs> but um, the, they call them pothole bunkers, or they're oh. pothole sand traps. And these are holes that are filled with sand, or, you know, the way uh, yeah. a sand trap would be. Yeah. And you have to get past these things in yeah. order to get to the hole. You know, I'm surprised they haven't designed these golf courses with quick, quick sand. That way these players are trying to... Just, uh, just get it over and done with <laughs> Yeah, right. Step over here. Um, you know, you, you just take the pain out of it. Just, let me go. Let me go. Dear me. Dear me. Okay. Louisville Slugger, the choice of major league players since 1884. How about that? So, okay. Well, do you want a question tonight? Uh... Oh, sure, why not? Oh, sure. Oh, you, you really sound like this is painful. And by the way, do you, if you have any suggestions on which awful show I should add to the list, that would be terrific. You mean... The list of so Friday night you mean, goodies. You yeah. mean one different than this one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What? Well, he wants to nominate this show. What? I know. Do you want a question or don't you? Uh-oh. 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 What do you mean? Uh-oh. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm going to find you a question. Um, no, Donald Character, you know that one for sure. Um, okay. Simon Templer, the character. Yep. What nickname? What nickname did Simon Templer go by? 
Would that be the saint? Right. That would be the saint. Do you know how and why he got to be the saint? Where that name comes from? Was it from his initials, S-T? Yes, that is correct. Hey, how about that? And what does S-T mean? Well, that's usually... Usually means saint, right? That's right. The, the, it's the abbreviation, like R-E-V is for reverend. S-T, yeah. S-T period is saint. I don't you think are I've, so right. You're I so have, smart. I haven't read any of the books yet, you know, that, that this series was based upon. You know, Neither have I. You know, I've I read um, Champ Bade and Philip Marlowe. I think I've read Philip Marlowe. Yeah. But never um, The Saint. The Saint. I don't think oh. they were as popular as, you know, like the Ellery, like the Ellery Queen right. books or, you know, the uh, Agatha Christie mm -hmm. books. But I, I have seen them in the past. I don't think they were published as... Charter. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the author's first name. Leslie. Leslie Charteris. Yeah. And I'll have to find how many how many books are, are were published. Right. Do you know how many? No. That's I why don't I, either. You know, that's why I got thinking, you know, that series went from books to uh, comic strip to movie before it ever went to radio and I got thinking um I wonder how long it took to be there before it jumped into, you know, novel form. I would probably say under 30. Mm -hmm. Hmm. How are you, how are you trying to find the answer? I'm, I'm trying to find the answer. Probably, uh, Charter's web, uh, Wikipedia page will probably what, what he wrote, be my guess. Uh, multiplying by a hundred. I'm at a, at, um, oh, here we go. Thirty-seven. Wow. Hey. What, wow. Wait, I was close. What years, roughly, from beginning to when? 1928 through 1965. That's a good run. That's a very big run. That's too big. Now, now, see, it seems like once it, once the once uh, a year, once the show went to television, there were no books published. It seemed like that way. I think that would be. I mean, seems like. They should have continued that once it went to television. But it looks like you cranking out a book a year if you went from 28 to 30, 65. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're which right is, about Which that. is much too long. I'm looking for ghostwriters here. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. uh, let's see. I eventually got tired of writing saint stories, but unsurprisingly not tired of the income. He therefore gave express permission for several ghost-written stories, some adapted from television scripts, to be published under his name and supervision while he was still alive. Vendetta for the Saint is one of them. Um, so it looks like, let's see, 58, 59. Hmm. Uh, my, my guess would be the last three, or four, 61, 62, 64, and 65 are probably the ghost-written ones. But maybe I could give that to Dan. Would you like to investigate that? I could investigate that, yes. That would be great. That's uh, that's more interesting than 
Bacon prices. Hey, bacon prices. Yeah, and you did a very good job. You got a gold star on your homework. How about that? How yeah. About that? So, what would you like? Let me see what we've got in your envelope so far here. Don't go away. We have... Okay. Um, Merton Marge. I found Les Paul. Mail call and your dinosaur. Ginny Sims, I haven't looked for yet. What would you like under Ginny Sims on the list? Under Ginny Sims on the list. I'm going to stop asking him, Walden. He's very eclectic. He's giving a further run for his money. How about... Have you done anything with Philip Marlowe? Done anything in what sense? Do you have any shows? Any Philip Marlowe programs? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch. Okay. You would like Philip Marlowe? Yeah, well, I will do that. Thank you for asking for something that's in my files. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's an accomplishment. Well, well I'm trying to expand your horizons that, there. That's that the way Jerry Hennigan says he when he gets an order. And if it's something you haven't transferred, oh, good, I guess they get to transfer it. And see, that's what you get to do when you don't have it. You get to look for it. I'm so excited. I know. I really get worked up about this. I know. No, I don't. I have asked, for, I have asked for all, all the uh, Harlow Wilcox uh, shows. Well, you could have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you have gotten them? Huh? Yes. Yes, Patricia would have gone <gasps> up and beyond oh the college. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he he would do auto life for, suspense. what, suspense? And Fibber McGee and Molly, and he did Amos and, and Andy. Andy. And I, I'd be here until I died. You know, Frank Nancy did one major broadcast every day of the week. See? I can believe that. Yeah. Baby Snooks. Oh, that's all right. Baby Snooks. That's right, he did yeah. Baby Snooks. I'd be here forever. Dan, you wouldn't do that. No, may, let me let me rephrase that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I like that better. That's a better answer. No, I wouldn't. Uh-uh. Yeah, well, I'm, you know, I might do it piecemeal. It would be. You know, like, like you get a CD at a time. That's right, could, that's right. All right, don't plan uh, on it, though, okay? We'll Just make put it that, easy for you. Put that thought out of your head. What? Just put the thought of having all of Harlow Wilcox. Just just put it on the, on the bureau for a while. <laughs> it, it can stay there, okay? Okay, all right. <laughs> He's being too cooperative, Walden. Something's wrong. Have you I... two been colluding... We're just working on something for you. Don't worry about it. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, well. Well, Dan, you have yourself a fabulous week. I hope your weather is kind. Heaven only knows you could stand having something kind out of Mother Nature. That's right. That's right. We uh, we celebrated the, uh, or we remembered the uh, anniversary of the... Uh, April 3rd, 1954 tornado this week. 
148 tornadoes struck the area here between Canada and Georgia, I guess. That's of course, you weren't, you weren't around 1974 when all that happened, I'm sure. No, I, I wasn't around um, hanging out looking for tornadoes. That's what they call a supercell? Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that was a right? supercell. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't have known about that. Because I didn't pay attention to the news. Or the weather. Or the weather. Or the weather, yeah. 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 Wow. 140. My God. Over what period of time? All from about 2 o'clock in the afternoon for about a 12-hour period. Dear Lord. About That's more than 10 an hour. Yeah. yeah. One every six minutes. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, I... uh. I actually went down to, uh, we're, we're looking at creating a park, and uh, the area where we're creating the park is where one of the uh, tornadoes uh, struck, just mm -hmm. ironically. Mm -hmm. And uh, the area where that tornado struck, uh, it killed 33 people. Oh, right ouch. In Kentucky. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, something you don't soon forget if you live through it, you know. Right. Um, you know, it, uh, they, I remember they turned the uh, high school gym into a morgue to take... Mm. So. Oh, my God. And, you know, we're, we're just so lucky now with all the radar and the weather reports, you know, back mm. then you just didn't know when, you know, something was going to strike, you know. You always heard about it after the fact, you know. So, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's part of living in this crazy Midwest area here with the tornadoes. And with the tornadoes, wow. You know, one of the terrifying things about, probably the most terrifying thing about the tornado is that they simply show up. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. even, even with the most sophisticated weather equipment and evaluation systems that we have today, they can tell you when the area is ripe, they can say, watch out for a tornado. But until one actually forms, you don't know it's there. You don't know it's the coming. Current. I mean, it's been, I mean, like a hurricane. We get a week's notice that it's probably going to get to this particular point. Go out and buy your milk or whatever you're going to buy. Um, you don't get that with a tornado. Last year, I there was the craziest thing I... Uh, I, I one of the craziest things I've ever seen was there were thunder showers that created tornadoes, and they ended up, you know, like touching down over at Churchill Downs. But you know, mm -hmm. these were just like clouds in the sky, and all of a sudden they were dropping funnel clouds out. You know, yeah. uh, I, I guess, and uh, you know, with significant temperature drops on either side of a front, it's got to be part of it. Oh yeah, yeah, but. Uh, you know, you don't expect tornadoes to come out of, you know, just out of showers. You know, these were not even thunder showers. These were just yeah. plain old, you know, passing clouds. Mm. So, you know. Wow. It's like Walden and I talk about this occasionally, about California and earthquakes. We've got a lot of sophisticated equipment that can come back and say, okay, this is really in a dangerous position, but 
you, you just, you don't know when it's going to arrive. I know when a hurricane is coming. You guys don't know when a tornado is going to show up. Walden doesn't know about an earthquake showing up. You know, it's just, it's so scary for you. Oh, it is. For both of you. I don't think about right. it. I, it. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't cross my mind. But I've lived here all my life, so I'm just... That's the mindset. You, you know, you're prepared. Yeah. You're prepared, but... But you know. reality is, you, the, when they show up, my goodness, surprise, we're here for dinner. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's what you can do. Just uh, be prepared and then get ready and, for um, yeah. the cleanup. Yeah, that's about all you can do. Scary stuff. Well, yep. you... Well, you, you take care of this week. You all stay safe and have a good week and enjoy the weather. I'm sure hopefully the weather will be good for everyone. Well, we're getting toasty. Did we lose Walden? No. Uh, hold on, Dan. My Somehow my... Uh, somehow my CD player connected. What? What? Is there we go. You did, Dan? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> Walter's playing with the buttons again. I know it. Aren't you? No, I didn't mean to. But you're playing with the buttons well, again. I just knew it in my heart. Something hit. Yeah. So, now weather tomorrow, a Sunday, we're getting across the board from tomorrow through Friday 84, 85, 87, 86, 87, 86. Wow. Yeah, we're, we're starting to crank up and getting ready for summer. Yeah, that 87 is beginning to sound pretty hot. Yeah, it was. And one of the days was supposed to have 90, but it looks like they oh. dropped it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can do without 90-degree weather. Of course, yeah. last year I can do without 105-degree weather, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I came out of the dentist office the other day. I'll smile and show you my $1,000 tooth in a minute. <laughs> Um, you think I'm kidding? No, I know. One thousand seventy-five dollars. Hey, I got, I got, I got some, I got some of those too. So you know. Oh man, and my bless my dentist. He had to do some additional work in order to prepare it for the crown. Yeah. And I lost a chunk of filling, and it's just you know it was the only option. Yeah. And um, he did four hundred dollars worth of work and never charged me for it. Oh boy. I know. Well, I know. So I'm yeah. I'm just yeah so good blessed. customer. I'm so blessed to have this guy. Yeah. yeah. I told him I wanted to be his longest the, the his patient with the longest history with him. Uh huh. And he said you're going to have to wait a while because I've got people who I had as kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> can't do it. I'm never going to be old enough or with him long enough to beat the kids. So let me see here. Oops, yep, Wednesday, 91, Thursday, 91. Oh, yeah. We're, hey, we're getting to... April is way too early. I think so. I think so. But we'll also start getting rain. We've had rain a couple of days this week. Um, and it, it's nice. I mean, I, I love rain. When it happens in the middle of the day in 90-degree weather, it gets very hot because the sun, it, they're hit and run. They usually don't stay around. So
So if it rains for half an hour and then the sun comes out again, mm-hmm. this is when we get sauna weather. Uh, you, you're going to have a steam bath down there. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. You can see it just kind of oozing up <laughs> from the ground. It just evaporates. So, But it's okay. I would so much rather have 91 than 51. Or 41. Or, oh, 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 41. <laughs> I was going to say 61. I think I'll even go to 61. You know, having, having 61 degrees in the daytime usually means that we've got a northern-type drift from the wind. And it's just a, oh, gosh, it's a biting cold. When it's 61 degrees in the, and the wind is coming from the south, it's fine. It, I mean, I'd rather not have it, but... Boy, when it comes from the north, it's brutal. See what you make me do? You're never I don't get going this kind of stuff. Ice age. No. I don't get this kind of stuff from Walden. I get it from places like Indiana. That's right. You'd be How nice. special. I'll send, a, I'll send a cold front your way. <laughs> All right, I'll be good. <laughs> you better. Maybe next week. All right. You all have a good week now. You too, Dan. Okay, Dan. Thank you so much. You have a great week and be safe. You too. Talk right. to you later, Walden. Bye, Dan. Well, should we call it a quit or play a show? What do you want to do? I think at this hour we had probably better say good night. All right. We're going to fire up the scene now. There we go. Go ahead, Patricia. I can say good night to everybody. Good night. Please have a safe week. Come back next week. Give us all. We'll be here. We love you. And we all love you very, very much. Take care of yourself. Be with me tomorrow night with John Roy Gaffman. Feature an interview and whatever Mike does before he goes to London. Good night, Patricia. Good night, Walden. Good night, everybody. We love you all. The masquerade Just make your mind up The piper must be paid The party's over The candles flicker and you danced and dreamed through the night it seemed to be right just being with him now you must wake up all dreams must end Microsoft Outlook. Microsoft Outlook.
Control Y. Go to folder. Level 1. Send item. Deleted. Calendar. Contact. Journal. Junk team. Notes. Outbar. RSS. Search for. Suggested. Tasks. Level the Enter. List. Tab. Walden. Tab. They will read. Tab. Blank. Tab. Walden. Tab. Submit. Search. Tab. Mail. Inbox. Forum. Enter. List. Box. Unread. Jerry. Endages. Re-FWD. Invoice for your Spurt account. Sat 11th date. Yesterday. Unread. Unread. Jerry. Endages. Re-FWD. Spurt bag. Sat 10. Unread. 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 Michael Casey. Rep. Schedule. Sat 8. Unread. Jennifer Olvera. Re-Ocfair and Event Center. Sat 6. Enter. From Jen Blank. Hi, Walden. Blank. Do you know what date you would be interested in hosting your dinner? Blank. Thanks. Blank. Jen. Blank. Jen. Blank. J-E-N-N. Blank. Escape. Inbox. Walden. Control R. Edit. H-I. Space. J-E-N-N. Comma. Enter. Enter. Y-E-S. Space. W-E-D-N-E-S-D-A-Y. Space. Six. Dash. One. Two. Dash. One. Three. Space. Eight. Space. Six. Space. E-M. Period space space C A N space W E space A A B E space O U R space dollar one zero space S P E C I A L special blank L blank question space space double E space W A N T space E O space E E space I F space double E space C A N space A A B E space T A E space a E A T space G U Y space T A L K space B O U T space T A E space O C space F A I R space E O O comma and enter double A L D E N Aldes inbox one red Michael Casey enter from blank hi guys blank I have reviewed the schedule as it affects me the only challenge for me is the lack of meal time for any actors involved in both the and Gunsmoke. Such as Tommy Cook just 5 minutes between W performance and Gunsmoke Red Through and only 15 minutes between Gunsmoke Red Through and Tech. My goal will be to move the Red Through along quickly so that I can try to give everyone at least 30 minutes to grab something to eat. Not a huge problem. Blank. Larry has agreed to play Matt Dillon. Ivan Curie and Ron Cocking will do Duffy's Tavern with me. I've also asked Tommy to be in my shows. Not certain with Roland Duffy yet. We need to talk casting. Blank. Looking forward to it. Blank. Mike. Escape inbox wall empty control R edit S O U N D space G R E A T comma and enter double A L D E N Alt S inbox wall dead control F D R Y A N Ryh Brian Alt S inbox wall unread enter from blank hi Bob blank thank you very much for getting back to me well that's certainly a relief since the expiration dates for both are so close and you have them 